Welcome to another episode of Insight with Ayo. Today we are joined by the founder and managing director of Red Leaf Removals. Craig, thanks for joining. Appreciate it. No problem at all, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. No worries. No worries at all. So why don't we just kick things off by you telling everyone, you know, who you are, what you do, and, you know, just giving the people some insight is, uh, into who Craig is, really. Yeah, so uh, my name's Craig Parker. I'm the managing director of Red Leaf Removals and Services. Uh, I've been doing removals now for, I'd say, over 10 years. I started when I was 19 uh, with a friend wow. of mine. Um, both, I had a van at the time. Uh, my friend Chris had a van at the time, but he was doing, like, handyman work. Um, obviously, now he's moved on to be a professional builder, but at the time, we was both young. We thought we'd merge our skills together, so we called ourselves CNC Removals and Maintenance. Um, so we tried to basically offer people removals, but also your handyman jobs as well. Um, but as you can imagine, we was we was nineteen, you know, so we was young, quite mm. naive to business. We was doing all right for six months. We was we was going and busy, and that was what we was doing to make money solely, you know. Um, mm. But um, just the business naivety, how you hand, handle and manage money. It didn't work out, um, so we stopped. And from from then, I was just doing various various jobs, but never really enjoyed it. You know, I don't really enjoy working for working for anybody else. Always had that kind of fire in my belly to to try removals again. And um, yeah, so ten years, ten and a bit years later, I'm I'm here with my own company. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So cool. I mean, there's a lot in there. Yeah. First, you started a a business with a friend. Yeah. It was going well at the beginning. You know, started to dip a bit, so that you went your separate ways. Yeah. But then somehow, somewhere, you found yourself back in the removal business, but this time having sole ownership of it. Type yeah. Of thing. Yeah, definitely. So in between that, obviously, I was doing like removal work for like different companies part time on the weekends, just because. I've always, I don't know why, because people always ask me, why removals? And I can't ever answer why, why removals, because it's hard work, you know. But on the, week, like on the weekends, I do, like, removal work. I just go and help somebody out, movers and stuff. And, and I'm just good at it. So I just learned so much off of the other people that I was working for at the time. And I knew one day I was going to, you know, branch out and do it myself. Wow. Cool. So, I mean, there's a lot to cover there. Yeah. I mean... Cool. Let's 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 start with you know like you know the the challenge between you and your friend. So yeah, you brought your obviously it was a good idea in the in the sense that you know you've got a particular skill, he's got a particular skill. Yeah. Why don't we merge together and do it? So That's again, it's, it, it was going off well. So like, how did things take a turn for the worst? I think I think I don't even know if it took a turn for the worse because we're we're like closer now than I think we would have been if we didn't do that business because we learned so much. But I just think we had a great idea Um, offering offering any service, really, as long as you're, you know, you're approachable, you're respectable, you're going to do well. Mm. Um, So offering any and that's what we are. So offering any service is always going to work if you apply yourself right. Um, So when we merged it together, it just kind of it blossomed quick. We thought we was making money. Now, when I look back on it, at 19, you, you make £100 a day. That's, that's a lot of money. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Um, but I don't, it, we didn't fall out or anything like that. It was just, we both just said one day, oh, yeah, let's just stop it, man. For X, Y, or Z, like, well, let's just stop it. I remember I had a baby on the way. Um, 
So my, my partner at the time, she was pregnant. So I it kind of just took my mind off of the business and I was just more focused mm. on, you know, a new baby coming. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, I've got a secure job, my naivety again, I've got a secure job in the bag. So if the baby needs anything, I know I'm getting paid at the end of the month, you know. So that was more than what it is. It wasn't anything to do with, say, uh, business or any us breaking us like break our relationship breaking down it was more just just yeah just a young mentality you know very young mentality but what happened at the age of 19 after I went and got a job and I realized wow this ain't this isn't fulfilling me and actually I was making more in my little van moving people's uh, wardrobes and washing machines so it taught me and it taught me very very young that that's something that I'm going to do you know sooner or later Mm, makes sense cool so when that stopped you obviously you went back into employment I'm guessing yeah unfortunately (laughs) unfortunately uh... (laughs) not that anybody listening that is employed by the way it's you know it's safe it's safeguarding but me I'm just uh, a free-spirited I'm an entrepreneur so I like to I don't want to be paid 12 times a year I want to be paid 365 times a year you know so that's just that's just the way I look at it basically and and that's that's a nice way to put it because um, I yeah. think that's the first time I've heard someone say it like that in the sense, you know, in terms of the numbers. So yeah, yeah. for you, what drives you or what makes you want to be an entrepreneur? Because, you know, for some people it's the holidays, others it's the money, you know, others it's the it's the time that they wake up like. But for you, like what what was it that just made you realise that, you know what, I just can't be somebody's employee. Yeah. I, like, I just can't. I'll tell you what it is. Um, it's, it's pretty simple for me. And it's going to be a different answer again. Um, when I look at, and I'm going to say my community, but I don't mean community as in, you know. Postcode. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like when I look at my community, so like people that are around you, people that are like, like us, you know, um, sometimes trying to find a job is hard. Mm. You can go to, you could go to uni, study marketing and you know get a marketing degree and then come out and those people listening will relate to this mm-hmm. and the the job that you're doing is nothing to do with marketing mm-hmm. uh, because of one reason or another you've you've applied for so many jobs you've gone for so many interviews and maybe your face just don't fit mm-hmm. so the reason why the reason why I started business the reason why I started back was to to provide opportunities in the lot in the long term for people in my community so for example a good friend of mine might have a daughter that goes to uni, yeah? Mm, and she may mm. study finance, yeah? And mm. she, she, she wants to come out and be the head of finance in the company, but her face might not fit. I may have an opportunity in my company in 10 years' time for a head of finance, you know? Makes and sense. She will get, and she will get a shot. So for me, it's just giving, giving more opportunities to, to others, you know, and people from my community that I've seen. So I've got so many friends that... I've gone to uni, studied sports science, for example, and now doing sales, you know? So mm. it's a little bit like a wasted, for, for me anyway, it's a wasted, it's the wasted of your four or five years, however long you're studying for, and then come out and get a job where you don't even need a degree for it. So that's my way of thinking, just so I can, you know, give opportunities to others. And obviously it's the money aspect of it as well. Um, but yeah, you don't have to have a business to make money. Do you know what mm. I mean? Yeah. I mean that's a that's a that's a fair point that you touched upon, you know, and the fact that you know people's face don't fit. So, you know, be, from from your side, from your side, being yeah. a businessman, owning a business, do you think that school 
and the real world, you know, go hand in hand? Do you think that you, you, you can learn things about the real world in school or do you think that school doesn't really teach you what it's supposed to know? Yeah, I, again, I don't want to offend anybody uh, listening, but no, I don't, I don't think it goes hand in hand, you know. I really, really don't. Um, but that's just my opinion. I could be wrong. I don't think it goes hand in hand because everything that I'm like, I haven't got a degree. Um, I didn't have much GCSEs, um, but I've been running a profitable business now for four years. Mm. Uh, and I've been doing all my, uh, you know, when I started, I was my accountant. I was my marketer. I was the, the person on the end of the phone. I was the handy, the guy on, on the actual van as well. Um, and I haven't been taught that. I didn't go to, to uni and get to do a business degree. Um, I've just learned on the job. So for some people, school would work. If you want to be a doctor, you want to be a lawyer, you're going to have to go through that, that system. But I think for, I knew from a young age that 19, do you know what I mean? I knew from 19 that I wanted to have my own business. So going down the uni route just wasn't, wasn't going to happen for me, you know? Yeah, no, understandable. And then, of course, I mean, until I get a, a, a doctor or a lawyer on, on, on my show, yeah. you know, my my viewpoint is going to be, but people decide to be doctors and lawyers because, you know, it's probably one of the highest paying jobs exactly. that you can get from a uni degree anyway. Yeah, yeah. So it's all for the money in the end anyway. Definitely, definitely. And, and, and from what you're saying, I mean, it's not even just you. I mean, I went to a school whereby the owner of the school didn't even go to school himself. So it shows you that you don't even have to go to school to pay people that go to school. Yeah, exactly. Because that's, yeah. that's always been one of the things that just interests me, the fact that... You can work for someone, so the person that pays you is not even as educated as you, yet they make more than you. Exactly. And I think as well, like the school system, again, um, from even from primary school, secondary through to college, I kind of feel like you're, you're taught to work for someone. Because mm. you're not, there's, there's not, a, there's not a, um, an entrepreneur course, or they don't teach you about entrepreneurship uh, in, in primary school or secondary school, you know? And mm. and I think if they did, you'd be surprised on how many how many young kids start business young. So by the time imagine starting a business at the age of sixteen, ten years, twenty six, you'd be a well established business business owner, you know. Um, and that That's might a decade just be, of experience, yeah. Yeah, and that might just be their bag. That might just be what that that they're meant to do. Maybe they're not meant to study and go to school and get a degree. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I agree with you, man. Yeah, because even from touching on what you just said, I mean, when you go to school for business, you're going to get taught business management, not yeah. <laughs> starting a business. We're yeah. going to teach you how to manage someone else's business, yeah. but we're going to teach you how to start your own. Exactly, exactly. So, so yeah, I've, I've learned so much just from, obviously, like I said, starting it at 19, all the mistakes that we made, handling, managing, handling and managing money. Uh, I learned so much then, um, 10 years down the line, um, it's just it set me up set me up good you know it's given me a good backbone definitely and I'm, I'm glad you, you you know you mentioned the mistakes that you learned from like what were, what were some of the mistakes that you made because you know I've got friends I know people that have said stuff about you know removal companies that you know they make it sound as simple as this oh all I've got to do is get a van yeah and pretty much you know maybe go on anyvan.com yeah. or you know get business cards yeah. Put put up a you know a little poster somewhere, and literally come to your house, take the box, pack it, put it in a van, yeah. drop it drop it at, an, at, a, at you know the new location, and Sounds, that's it. That's simple. Um, 
So when I when we started, uh, like when we was younger, nineteen when I was nineteen, uh, I didn't have any goods in transit insurance. I didn't have public liability insurance. Uh... I didn't know how to price. So I'd go and do a. I did a house move before, yeah, and. I'm going to send this, and hopefully Chris listens to this and he'll remember. I did a house move. We did a house move together. Took us all day. I think we charged the woman like £150. What a bargain. Where, where, where were you when I was moving? Back? Yeah, exactly. So th- those are the little things that you just, when you're, when you, I, like I made so many mistakes like that, you know, and then making £150, yeah, or, you know, £75 each and then doing another job. So I'm making £100 for the day, but I'm knackered. It's good money to me, yeah. But what I do with that £100 is maybe go and buy a pair of trainers. Mm. So all that money that I've just worked from, it's gone. gone on a pair of trainers. You know, I didn't. we didn't put nothing back into the business, maybe to go and buy some uniform or, you know, you don't... Petrol, Refuel the vans, exactly. You're not thinking in that way. You're like, oh, I made £100. Let me go and let me go and treat myself, you know. So, yeah, it's that those sort of things that you just learn, you learn from, you learn, you learn quickly, basically. Okay, cool. So, I mean, you touched on some good things that anyone that does want to set up a, a removal company, yeah. you know, they should. So, what would you say is like, you know, the must-haves? Like, okay, so you know, don't wait till later, or don't wait till you've got a bit more money before you sort this out. Before you even get a van, make sure that you've got public liability. I'm pretty sure it's illegal now to be doing anything with the public, any so and giving any services to the public, and you haven't got public liability. So my company have two million pounds cover public liability. Um, you need goods in transit as well, which is separate. So goods in transit is when you're in the van and you've got people's goods in it and you're transport, transporting it from one place to another. You need to make sure that you have insurance to cover their contents with what, whatever may happen on that van. You know. You could yeah. you could drive it off a bridge. Somebody could write you off and, you know, break everything inside. So you need to make sure you've got that covered. Um, you need to make sure that you've got tools. Uh, that's why we didn't have... I, well, luckily, Chris had it at the time, but I didn't have any tools. So, and I mean tools as in if you want to, if you need to assemble something, assemble something, you can reassemble it like a bed or a wardrobe, or you might need to take a door off. Um these de- those little things, you need ratchet straps in the van. So blankets, uh, we we've always got bubble wrap. We've always got shrink wrap because before we move any part, any furniture, um, if it's scratchable, we'll wrap it. So once it goes, once, once before we touch it, we're making sure all of our items are wrapped and protected, even though we still have insurance, you know. And those yeah. little things there, you need to make sure you've got before you even get a van. Do you know what I mean? Because it's easy to go and hire a van and put people's stuff in it and drive it from one place to another. But when it gets to the other end, if it's broken because you haven't strapped it, you haven't wrapped it, you haven't put blankets around it, and you haven't got insurance, it's going to be an expensive day, you know? Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. It's not as easy as just, yeah, getting a van and putting things in a box and throwing it in, trust me. And another thing, you've got to be very, very mindful of who you're employing, who you've got working for you, are they going to be looking after, you know, the public's goods sort of thing? Because mm, you don't want to be hiring no thieves, obviously. Oh, the, <laughs> no thieves and just people that just won't respect the fact that you don't want to be scratching a door or scratching a banister with with a sofa, you know? So, and I've, and I've learned that very, very quickly. I've learned it, but I have, at the beginning, so when I started Redleaf Removals, I had a, I had a, 
quite a high fluctuation of staff, not because of they wasn't on time or they didn't turn up, but because they wasn't being careful. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and that's, that's that's my company ethos is to be to be customer service is at the forefront of of everything we do. You know. Okay, and obviously you know with the high staff turnover, how did you feel when you when you sat your like the first person, the first time you ever you know sat someone? I I so at the beginning I was so like ruthless because I was so passionate about um, making it work, and you know feedback so important, you know. So if somebody wants to check out my company, um, first thing, or wants to, if you're charging somebody £2,000 to move home, they're not going to just, they're not just going to say, yes, okay, Craig, we'll go with you. They're going to check. They're going to check my, my Google feedback, my check of trade, my website. So any bad feedback is going to go against me charging big numbers for, for house moves, you know? So at the beginning, I was just so passionate about customer service. If I saw anybody slip, I just wouldn't want them there. Uh, and that might be a little bit of naivety, or it was naivety for me at the beginning. I'm not going to lie to you, but that was just that was just the ethos: customer service, be careful of people's things, be respectable in, in somebody else's home. You know. Um, so, when how I felt getting rid of people at the time, I didn't really, to be honest, I didn't really care. <laughs> if I'm honest with you, mm. uh, but now four years in, uh, my approach is a lot different. Um, obviously, I'm, I've learned how to train and teach and be patient now. Um, so now I've had the same three guys for two years, you know? So we've got a good little team now, you know? Nice, nice. So obviously there's been some self-development there as well. Oh, 100%. And that's why I said yeah. you learn you learn so much more by doing than um, that by being told something, you know? Yeah. And how did you know the right time to hire? Because... You know, what if, because I'm sure there's, there's, there might be someone listening that's, you know, they've been doing their removal company for maybe six, seven, eight months. Yeah. The money's good. You know, they've got enough money for themselves and to put back in a business. And, yeah. you know, they feel like they've got enough to maybe delegate some of the work to someone else now yeah. and, and take a step back and maybe focus on other things. But mm-hmm. how does one determine when is the right time to do that? I think... For me, what it happened when I I just got to a point where I was just overwhelmed by everything. So I'd be on a job, but my phone would be ringing nonstop. Io, I'd get emails galore. I just had too much happening at once. So I said to myself, I need to. I'm going to burn myself out. And I didn't start a company to work for the company. If you get what I mean. Yeah. So. Um, it was probably, and it was quite early on actually, because I got busy. I, I, I won a few contracts pretty early on in, in my in my career, or in when I started Red Leaf Removals, which got me busy very quick. Um, so it's quite early on when I said, "Look, I can't manage this on my own, so I have to employ someone." It's scary to to say to bring someone on, you know, full time, and for them to rely on me. But I knew that's what I needed because I was just I couldn't handle it myself, you know. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Yeah. And even like the, the 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 struggles at the start, like what were some of the the biggest struggles? I mean, you, you sound like you, you know you hit the ground running in the sense that you were winning contracts early, but yeah, uh, you know, just taking it back to the the beginning, day one, like what were you doing? How did you even get Red Leaf to the point where you could win contracts? Uh, okay, so obviously, like I said, I made sure I had all my insurances ready, had the website 
done before I got my van. I had a website set up, had all the insurances, I had the phone, I had everything before I got the van. First of all, um, so what I was doing, I got some business cards printed, and I was just going to. So my strategy, um, and it'd be good for any other removal companies listening. It's a great strategy. Uh, my strategy was to go into storage units. Um, so and there's if you think about London and Kent, there is thousands of storage units and people moving in and out of storage, you know, on a day to day basis. Mm. Uh, and the key word is in and out. So somebody if somebody moves something into storage sooner or later, they got to move it out. So you're going to charge mm. them twice, you know. So that was my strategy. So what I did is I used to go around and put my I used to put my uniform on. Sometimes I even put a shirt and tie on and just pitch to storage units after storage units after storage units and do the same with estate agents um, and do the same with any, any, anybody or any business that would potentially need to recommend or need to use a removal service, you know, and that's how I started basically on my own handing out, yeah, handing out flyers and, and yeah. It's it's intelligent. It's intelligent. It's almost like you've gone to the people that can provide the leads from the beginning. Most definitely. And so instead of you having to look for people that are saying, oh, I want to move next week, you've got the person that might get a thousand people at one time saying, I need to move next week. Exactly. Exactly. And, and now, even now, like, I don't know if you're familiar with the 80-20 rule, but now my storage companies give me 80% of, of my turnover, you know? So it, it still works now and I pay zero for that. It's just that we're adding red leaf removals are adding value to that storage company as well because we're offering a great service and this is just a, a seamless move from their house or from their wherever they are moving, whatever they're moving, from wherever it is to storage. It's just seamless. So it's a great service all around for the storage company and for us, you know? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very simple but such an effective strategy yeah definitely man definitely i think and you know most businesses most successful businesses are the simple ones you know when you really think about it there's no point trying Mm. to complicate things i mean my company we've complicated it a little bit so we add more than just that's why i put and services at the end of at the end of our of our business name because we offer more than just removals you know um so Basically, if somebody, I'll give you a quick one because I, we, you know, we haven't got much time, but I'll give you one. Yeah. If somebody's yeah. moving, say, for example, you're moving into a new home. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the red leaf removals move you into a new home and you bought the house, you move in. And I say to you, by the way, do you want your locks changed? You're going to be like, what? Why would I want my locks changed? I say, well, you don't know how many people have had key cuts of this lock front, front and back all the years before you've even been there um you just don't know so what we offer as a as a service at a smaller cost is to change your front and back locks you know and another it's very very simple i am a qualified locksmith um so that was one of the many jobs that i did that i didn't enjoy um so it's very simple to do and you can't put a price on your security you know so Mm. that's another thing that i've added to to red leaf removals just to make us that little bit different you know yeah, yeah. Did you ever think of that yourself when you moved home? I, I, I didn't think of that. I mean, it's, it's, it just sounds like one of those questions that you can't say no to. I mean, from your experience, how many people have said no? Um, quite a few, you know, quite a few.
but I guarantee you, the ones that I've, the, everybody that I've suggested it to, said no to me, but they've changed their locks after. Uh... <laughs> yeah. And people listening now will be like, actually, maybe I need to get my locks changed. And you know it to come. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've probably spread what, quite a bit of paranoia to every listener now. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. Cool. Um, obviously, just, just before you go, um, what advice would you give someone, you know, that is on the fence or, you know, is thinking of maybe packing in their removal company because they're not getting the results they want yeah. at the moment? Or, you know, anyone that does want to start a removal company and is wondering, how will I be successful in it? What advice would you give them? I, I would say, don't, don't give up, don't pack it up. Because if you think removals in itself is such a competitive market, you know, so many people do it. And there's a difference as well, Io. There's, you've got the man and van service, yeah? It charge you 35 an hour or whatever. And then you've got a removal company. Yeah, and what I've seen over the four years is people will undercut you massively to get to get the work, which is why mm. some some companies do just to give it up. But you got to know your value, you know. So those man and van services are probably going to the lower end of the market. So mm. what I say to anybody that has a removal company, yeah, that is like official, that's got you know loot and vans with tail lifts and. Having have enough van size and van power and manpower to do big house moves, you're marketing in 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 somewhere where a man and van could never market because people that have you know million pound houses will not want a shoddy man man and van service moving their stuff. You know, so Definitely. maybe just change the way you're marketing um, or who who you're trying to sell your services to, and try everything before you give up. Because I know for a fact, if you try everything within your power, like you're going to get work. I remember when I, it was quiet. It's been quiet for me loads of times. And what I'd do is I'd go sit outside a storage unit with the back of my van open. I'd just sit there. And nine times out of ten, somebody would say, oh, can you, would you mind just moving my mattress? It, it won't fit in the back of our, back of our van or it, this won't fit in the car. How much to just take this up the road? before I knew it, I'd have three or four little jobs in a day and I've earned a wage, you know? So mm. you've got to really think outside of the box. If you've got a van, yeah, and you're professional and you've got all the pack, the packing stuff and everything and you're ready, you'll always just be ready because there's always work. There's always somebody that needs something moved somewhere, man. Fair enough. Yeah. Also, buying a van or renting a van, what to do first? Um, again, this one, this one, that's a good question, actually. I would say to start off, I'd rent a van. I'd get, I'd get a good, get a good deal with a rental company, see if they can give you a good monthly, monthly fee for the van, and I'd rent it just to see how you know, just to get you going. But my, I've got two vans on the company, and one of my vans are now paid off. You know, so in the long run, it's better to to buy a van because. These vans ain't built to last for five years. They're built. If you think about, if you, I don't know if you're familiar with Luton vans, but there's some Luton vans Io, that are real, like 20 years old and they're still on the road. Mm. And that's that's 100% profit. You know, if they, if you're not paying for the van no more, all you're doing is paying for the fuel and the tax. That's 100% profit. You know, so to start off with, I'd say rent or hire. But then in the long term, I'd I'd buy. Fair. Yeah. 
I mean, I appreciate all the nuggets that you shared. I mean, you said quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. Sharing's um, caring, man. Sharing's caring. Love it. Love it. And, of course, as I do when, with every single person that comes on the show, before they go, they have to give us an interesting fact yeah. that nobody would know unless they listen to this episode. An interesting fact about myself? And About yourself, yeah. Okay. Um, interesting fact about myself. Any Anything, yeah? Could be anything. Could be anything. The more interesting, the more interesting it is. <laughs> so I like to have salad cream and ketchup on my rice and mix it all together. But I only do it on wow. my own. I don't do it around people. <laughs> now I was going to be like, "What you do that?" But yeah, that's that bangs. Salad cream and ketchup mixed with rice, just plain white rice, is what I do. It bangs. <laughs> wow. I'm sure there's going to be two people. There's going to be two types of people. Someone's going to be like, what the hell's yeah. that? And someone's going to try it and be like, oh, yeah, maybe. Or no. Get back. Trust me. Anybody listening, try it and let me know. Yeah, I think everyone that's listening that tries it, please write a comment at the bottom to say, you know, how it, how it went yeah. and if you tried it. Yeah, yeah. Wicked. Wicked. Perfect. But Craig, thanks for your no time. Problem, thanks for the advice. Thanks for listening. Thanks for having me as well. I appreciate it, man. No worries. Just before you go, actually, um, if anyone is actually looking to get in contact with you or looking to, you know, make a move, what, what do they have to do? Um, so they can go on my website, which is www.redleafremovals.com or they can um, contact me via social media, uh, which is all at redleafremovals.com. Um, so, yeah, it's quick response, always available. So, yeah, get in contact, even if it's not for removal removal needs we do much more we do end of tenancy cleans we do obviously lock changes we do assembling flat pack assembling and disassembling we do house clearances so there's a lot more services than just removals that we do here you know so yeah get in, get in contact if you if you ever need or if you just want to chat or some insight about business i've been doing it four years now so i, I feel like i know a little bit i don't know a lot but i know a little bit and i can definitely help with startups you know Perfect. Oh, and you can also change their locks. And I can also get their locks changed. And if you haven't changed it and you've moved into a new house, I'd I'd really consider getting that done. Doesn't cost that much, Perfect. and you can't put a price on your security. Fair enough. All right, we'll end it there. Perfect. Thanks again, no Craig. Problem. And all the best. Peace. Speak soon, yeah. No worries.